Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 383rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So we'll start with my highlight of the week, which was last night's Sunday NBA feature of Lakers versus Pelicans, or more importantly, LeBron versus Zion. It was just a tremendous game, and both superstars came up huge. Uh, I'd say LeBron and the Lakers got the best of the Pelicans last night, but it was competitive down to the final minute or so. And uh, LeBron had 34, Zion had 33 points, and it was just uh, great theater, to say the least. Uh, Engaged crowd, to put it mildly, out there in... uh, out there at the arena and it was just uh really fun to watch and lebron has uh with last night's performance and just his general overall play has crept back into the mvp voting it was already appearing that Giannis had it wrapped up but there's a lot of chatter last night during the game on as the game got deeper and deeper and lebron played better and better on how he may uh he may have made it a, a two-man race, and can't argue with that. LeBron, uh, I guess he's been playing now 17 years, and you know they were talking about him being taken for granted, what have you, and uh, to a degree that's true. I mean, his greatness and rebirth this year has been uh, just something to behold over the years, and I, I think there is an element of him being taken a little bit for granted. But who is not ever taken for granted early in his career is, of course, Zion. He's just becoming must-see TV. He's doing things uh, both statistical-wise and visually that we just haven't seen, let alone from a uh, young rookie, uh, you know, fresh out of one year at Duke. And he is just, again, just so so much fun to watch. He didn't blink last night playing LeBron. He played pretty, pretty much head-to-head. Uh, and it was just tremendous theater, to say the least. And that leads into my low light of the week, which was uh, the Celtics' comeback, falling short against uh, 
Houston Rockets Saturday night and the feature Saturday night game on ABC from the Boston Garden, and it was one of those true garden games uh, that there's been so many in the new garden and the old garden, and of course it just came down to the Celtics tying it at the buzzer, descended into overtime, and the Rockets, to their credit, hung in there and, and came away with the victory. And uh, it's just amazing what Jason Tatum is doing, how he is just coming off the, the month of his life in February and just propelling himself uh, in that one short month uh, to a superstar and perhaps a top 10 player in the NBA these days. Uh, and the Celtics are... Uh, rounding into form. They're clearly going to be an Eastern Conference contender to make the finals. The Rockets, as we all know, have gone to small ball, uh, but they're also showing that they can still get it done. And uh, and it was just, again, just like last night, it was just great theater. Uh, the Garden crowd was fantastic, as always, and it was just terrific. Terrific to watch, and... Uh, and who knows, these two could meet again. Uh, feels like the Rockets are starting to find themselves as they get deeper, deeper into their small ball uh, persona. And going into Boston and beating the Celtics on a national TV game on a Saturday night is uh, the kind of thing that is uh, going to get them there. Of course, almost like NCAA basketball this year, NBA just feels wide, wide open with the uh, Golden State Warriors just not uh, casting the long shadow they have for the past five, six years over the NBA. So it feels like it's anybody's title this year, same as NCAA basketball, where it feels like any team can win it. And uh, I think it's good for the sport. You know, it's just uh, in the NBA, it's a bit of a change after the Warriors' domination of recent years. And with the... uh, NCAA, uh, it's looking like it might not be, you know, the same blue bloods that we're used to seeing in the Final Four. So, basketball is heating up, and it's going to be fun. And the other thing is my bizarre story of the week, which was uh, Brady time. It's March, so this is the month that Tom Brady uh, will likely make a decision on where he is going to go. Of course, every move he makes these days is now news. And uh, he was at the Syracuse basketball game the other night with uh, Julian Edelman and Jimmy Fallon. And uh, Edelman has been campaigning strongly for Brady to return. And it was priceless to see uh, Edelman campaigning uh, right on the sidelines as... uh, and Brady's uh, looks, shall we say, to all of this going on. Meanwhile, they're sitting right beside him both. There's, of course, Jimmy Fallon, host of The Tonight Show. So it's just going to be fascinating to see how it's all going to play out. Again, uh, it feels like the clock really gets started. Uh, Listen to Peter King on The Dan Patrick Show this morning, and he basically was saying the NFL is being held hostage by the Tom Brady situation. Uh, Of course, it's the first time Brady's ever been a free agent. And 
everybody's waiting for the domino to fall. There's a, one domino, and it's Tom Brady, and everything else will fall into place after that, but nothing is going to fall into place before that happens because everybody wants to, uh, let's say, leave their options open to get Tom Brady in the fold. And, and why wouldn't you? He is, uh, in my estimation, the greatest football player ever, certainly the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, he has the rings to prove it, and, uh, and his career has just uh, been something to behold. And I also am you know, I'm glad to see that he is really, truly having his moment in the sun. He deserves it. He is the talk of the football world. Again, it just seems like everything you hear or read is somehow couched around Tom Brady. Uh, even the Combine was, you know, featuring Brady's famous uh, picture from the from 1999 Combine, when, of course, he was the 199th overall pick. So, again, it's March 2nd. The Brady watch is on. Whatever's going to happen is likely going to happen this month. So we're all waiting with bated breath. And now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR 
at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning, John. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're hard to believe, AP, we're into March, and that means a whole lot of different things, uh, you know, with everything from Tom Brady, who I touched on in the last segment. Uh, this will likely be his big decision month to, of course, March Madness. We had the Combine last week in February, but it's a uh, good fodder for March. And as always, Never a dull moment in Alabama football, similar to never a dull moment in Patriots land as well. And uh, sounds like there was some change over the week or in the past week with Alabama football. Yeah, John, you know, one of the more popular figures besides Nick Saban in the state of Alabama is the strength and conditioning coordinator, Scott Cochran. I mean, he's on the jumbotron before the game. He's doing commercials here in the state of Alabama. So, I mean, he's... He's very well known across the country, actually, so he's very vociferous. And But anyhow, he was there for 13 years at Alabama, and he was with Nick Saban to some degree at LSU. So that's a long association, uh, and he helped develop all these players, get stronger and faster, and he's been a big part of their off-the-field uh, mentoring if they have an issue with any of the players. He has an open door, and he, he's usually the person they, they approach first to some of their problems and things so it's a big loss but he wanted to be a coach on the field and Nick Saban did not have a position for him so Kirby Smart was willing to take uh, Scott Cochran and make him the new special teams coordinator wow Uh, you're probably asking how does a strength and conditioning coach become this special teams coordinator for a power five school in the southeastern conference well Scott Cochran, if you think about it, he I know he was around the special teams meetings many, many times. And if you think about it schematically, it's not a big playbook, I wouldn't imagine. Um, also, there's what, how many special teams plays in a game? Is it 10 to 15 at the most? I don't know. Right. So you have to get people fired up and excited to go down there and make the tackle or block for the extra point, the field goals, the punts, and the kick return. So... Maybe it's a, a natural transition for Scott Cochran, but it sure caused an uproar here in the state of Alabama. And, you know, people weren't happy that he was leaving. But uh, like, I, like I mentioned many times in some of the interviews I did last week, when the freshmen come in in a few years, they're going to say, Scott who? They're not going to know Scott Cochran. They're going to bond with the new strength and conditioning uh, coordinator at Alabama and I think Alabama football will survive. I think they will survive. I have no doubts about that. And, uh, yeah, I remember vividly seeing a Sports Center ESPN segment on Scott Cochran, you know, a year or two ago. And, you know, uh, the best thing I can say is I remember it. He's that dynamic and, uh, you know, gigantic personality. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he certainly knows how to get people fired up, and 
you know, I've seen a lot of special teams coaches like that. I'm, you know, one of the more well-known ones in the NFL was Bobby April. And I remember following him closely when he was with the Steelers and he would really get them fired up on the sidelines and they had great special teams play. And of course the Patriots have had a lot of great special teams coaches over the years as well. So I, I agree with your thinking that yes, uh, that it may be the most important thing of a special teams coach is to get those players engaged and fired up, as they say, for those dozen or so plays that they're going to be participating in every game. And there's, uh, as we all know, a certain, uh, you know, freedom to playing special teams. And, uh, you know, for many, it's the only plays that they play in the course of a game. And these are guys who often have, you know, strong pedigrees coming out of high school when they find themselves on special teams. So they all want to make an impression. That's how they uh, work their way up the ladder. Yeah, there's no question, John. That's the way uh, if you're a college football player and entering a program, you want, you want to have people take notice, do something on the special teams. They'll find a place for you moving up the proverbial ladder. And then the other thing about Scott Cochran being an on-the-field coach at the University of Georgia, he's going to be able to recruit. Right. And he's well-known around the southeast. So he goes into a home. They're going to be excited to see him as they almost as if Kirby Smart will be there, I, I believe. Correct. And I guess it goes without saying that Kirby Smart, who was at Alabama for many years, uh, probably has a very strong relationship with him. Uh, which would explain, you know, a move from Alabama to Georgia is one that raises eyebrows, but it obviously is uh, rooted in what I assume to be a strong relationship between Kirby Smart and uh, and him. So, yeah, it, it all makes sense when you think about it. But again, anytime you see a Georgia, Alabama. Uh, somebody making a move either way it gets your attention no doubt about it yeah and then Alabama John I believe they have a new uh, sports science facility for their performance so in the statement that Nick Saban released saying all the nice things about Scott Cochran he did say that you're glad to be having this new sports science facility and uh, Scott Cochran's background was not with a degree in kinesiology of anything of that nature, I don't believe. So maybe it was a little parting shot because the person that they're supposed to bring in, David Ballou from Indiana University, and he's going to bring also his partner there, uh, Dr. Matt Ray. So they, they both have degrees in, I think, kinesiology and or exercise science, those types of things. So um, it's a little bit different uh, background than Scott Cochran. So it's maybe it's the old for the new when you're making the transition at Alabama with their with their strength and conditioning and uh, sports performance. Yes, well, that's a good observation. So it seems like maybe they're going the science route rather than the getting your players pumped up route, which was Scott Cochran's calling card, obviously. And yeah, so yeah. that could be tied into it as well. Yeah, so maybe it was good for both people, both parties, to, to move on. Correct. Because, yeah, because Nick Saban did not have 
he did not feel that uh, Scott Cochran should be the special teams coordinator. And when you, you know, that's the decision, you don't have any other option but to leave and, and seek other employment. Right, right. So on game day, where would Scott uh, Cochran typically have been? Up in the press box? On the sidelines? Oh, he, he he's on the sideline. Yeah, he's on the sideline. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he was definitely on the sidelines for sure. Sure was, yes. Uh, well, you said it perfectly, AP. Major personality. Uh, you, you know, that people know him. People like myself. We just, you know, we know who he is. And that is certainly not a given with college football teams. Not like, you know, special teams or strength coaches. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. it's And especially to have that lofty status when you look at the assistant coaches that have come and gone and are currently there at Alabama. That says quite a statement. Like you said, he's known by everybody in the South. So it's a big deal. No doubt about it. Yeah. So Alabama people, I mean, initially they're going to be dissatisfied that he's going over to Georgia, especially because now there's this huge rivalry with, with uh, Georgia and actually Alabama plays them September 19th. So, all eyes will be on Scott Cochran and Kirby Smart, but people have come up with these conspiracy theories about it. This is another way to to damage uh, Nick Saban. But like I just explained to you, I mean, Alabama's moving up, up and onward to you know more t- a scientific approach. So it's really going to be an upgrade, I, I believe, because you can always get you all incorporate that style of trying to motivate your folks uh, in different ways that Scott Cochran did, but he, this new gentleman that they're bringing in, they have the background and the scientific um, expertise to uh, help the Alabama players in a different era of getting better at performance and, and their speed. Right. Well, the, that's the way of the world. That's the way the world's going, AP, whether it's analytics and sports or, you know, science and sports. You know, the world is moving in that direction. Because of, you know, just right. the amazing technology that's, you know, come up in recent years and continues to just unfold, uh, you know, on what feels like a daily basis. So, um, you know, it feels like it was just the right time for uh, for a move on all parties' parts. So that's interesting that Georgia and Alabama are playing on September 19th. Do you know where the game is? It's in Tuscaloosa. Sure is. It is. Wow. That's yes. like a... Third game of the season like, for Alabama, yes. That's amazing. That's like an early season headline game, to put it mildly. I, I think we know where college game day will be that Saturday. Wow. Yeah, I would... I, yeah, I would... I haven't looked over the entire schedule, but it's hard to turn down Alabama-Georgia since they don't play every six or seven years on the regular season schedule, of course. Correct, exactly. It could mean in the SEC. And, and they... they that's a game that could happen twice in one year. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. They, you know, obviously met in the postseason recently, national championship game and whatnot, and uh, an SEC championship game. Uh, both games are legendary for both Tua winning the national championship game at the end, relieving Jalen Hurts, and then turnabout being fair play. Jalen Hurts, re, you know, replaced Tua and led them to the victory in the SEC championship game with maybe the best game of his career. So it's just uh, amazing, Um, you know, the way those two 
uh, games transpired, but, you know, I'm sure Georgia is still, uh, you know, smarting from them, to say the least. Uh, they could have won either game, yet they won neither. Right. No, no pun intended. Smarting, right? They're smarting. Exactly the right. Team. Didn't know if you'd pick up on that. <laughs> but I couldn't, couldn't resist. <laughs> um, right. Sure. But, uh, you know, Georgia's got the new transfer quarterback in Wake Forest, Jamie Newman. He's six foot four, 230-pound, dual-threat quarterback. Okay. So that's a, new, the, that's a new dimension for them, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jake Fromm is moving on, right? He was at the Combine, correct? Yes, he's moving on after three years as a starter. So Jamie Newman, uh, six foot four, 230 pounds. I mean, it, it's funny that Justin Fields is going to be playing at Ohio State, and so he was a, the top dual-threat quarterback coming in out of high school to the University of Georgia, and so now they sure. end up playing with a dual-threat quarterback this coming season, Jamie Newman. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, very interesting, to say the least. So, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to believe that, again, I'm just shocked that such a marquee game would occur, you know, just so early in the season. But, you know, they're, again, they're both in the SEC, but they're not in the same division. So I guess that's how that's you know, that plays out. But, uh, right. and AP, you got to get your thoughts on the combine, uh, you know, uh, how did Alabama players fare? I was certainly hearing, you know, some of their names, you know, from day to day uh, last week during the combine. Jerry Judy, in particular. Right. So Alabama, I mean, the receivers, uh, Jerry Judy, I think he ran a four-four something, you know, good speed. But uh, Henry Ruggs was the four-two man, and Henry Ruggs is uh, quite an athlete, John. You know, he uh, all on the YouTube videos you can see him dunking the basketball a number of ways, and I don't, I don't mean just. Just going up with one hand. I mean, it's being high over his head, two hands, uh, rock the cradle type. So, I mean, all kind of things. He has a 42 inch vertical. He's wow. just a tad under six foot, 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 but he, he's so fast. He's got excellent hands as well. So, uh, Henry Rugg, who's made quite a name for himself at the combine, I think that's the fastest time, actually. Um, you know, was it Henry Ruggs, by the way? Sorry to interrupt, but was it Henry, Henry Ruggs that had the had like the game of his life against Auburn this past year? Um, that was Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, he, okay. did, he was yeah. only a so, yeah, he's a sophomore. He's back. I think he had the four touchdowns. Yeah, so he's back. But you know, okay. you can imagine. Henry, yeah, and it's Henry Ruggs the third. Henry Ruggs the third. Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy, and Devontae Smith. Four receivers that would be a star on any team. And they all were stars at Alabama. I mean, that was the beauty of having Tua Tonga Vailoa and even Mac Jones. He was able to distribute the, the football. But, you know, Alabama, that system was uh, fabulous. But like I say, Tua Tonga Vailoa, he, he was a great distributor of the football, made everybody exactly. happy. The, you know, professor of chemistry, making everybody happy there. Sure. I like that, professor of chemistry. And on that note, um, it's hard to believe, but our first segment together is over. Still have a lot more to get to, and we'll do that on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. 
Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, I talked the previous segment, first segment, about the fact that it's March 2nd and the Tom Brady watch is on. Uh, whatever's going to happen is likely to happen this month, if not in the next few weeks. Uh, Tom Brady was seen at the Syracuse basketball game with, beside Julian Edelman and Jimmy Fallon. And uh, that generated, mm-hmm. of course, everything he does now generates his news. Um, so what are your thoughts, uh, especially, you know, Peter... King said this morning on the Dan Patrick show, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that the NFL is being held hostage by the Tom Brady situation because everybody's waiting for the one domino to fall. He is, of course, the one domino. So with everybody out there, Philip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, on and on, uh, uh, any thoughts on how you think it might all unfold, AP? No, I mean, I don't know, but the scenario when you're looking at all the ramifications, I mean, Tom Brady must know in his mind, is it about the money? Is it about competing for another championship and staying where you are you have a comfort level with your head coach and the, t- the organization? Or are you willing to 
maybe try like Joe Montana and go to Kansas City uh, at the end of his career and win a championship with a whole new team and organization and head coach. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know what other criteria would be involved in that decision. That's all I, c- I could think of was the, the money, the comfort level with a team that you think can win a championship, or are you willing to say, you know what, I have a couple more years in football, maybe I want a new experience to try it with another head coach and team. That, that if I bring them to a championship, I'd, I'd be a legend in their city as well. Correct. It's as juicy as it gets, AP. It just doesn't get any better, and we haven't seen anything yet. And yet, he's still the talk of the town, whether it's at the Super Bowl, which he wasn't playing in, or even at the Combine, which, of course, he wasn't at, but yet uh, references people remembering Brady's 99 Combine. I mean, it's just, and again, we haven't seen anything yet. It's going to move into hyperdrive here in the next couple of weeks. Uh I think, you know, there's an element of him that may perhaps, you know, wants to be wooed. And it might be as simple as just, you know, to get other offers from teams and then go back to the Patriots with whatever outrageous figure that he might be offered. And I do mean outrageous. Um, you know, we've been seeing figures float across the screen of, you know, $100 million and things like that over two, three years, whatever. I assume three. Um, the bogey seems to be, you know... 35 million or thereabouts and uh you know i I, i've thought that maybe he'll become the first 40 million dollar man in the nba or excuse me nfl uh whether it's a or i could see something that sounds like a two-year contract for 75 um so you, you know so the question would be you know get himself out there get some offers and then just go back to the patriots and say this is it you know, this is this is what I'm being offered to go elsewhere, and are you you know are they going to match it? It's just that simple, and and I think that could come to pass unless the Patriots just swoop in and make him an offer he can't refuse. Is it going to be two years, three years? That's a big key too. So again, high drama, uh, sure to get a whole lot better than it's been, and it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, and I'm sure the Patriots, you know, they're going to show up for their games that they're on the schedule, so. Whatever happens, they'll they'll make an adjustment. Uh, if he comes back or if he leaves, they'll they have a plan as well. They don't become a Super Bowl type team without having good management. Oh, exactly. Yes, they'll yeah, you know they'll still be relevant and uh, playoff competitor for sure in the AFC East. Uh, you know, I as a season ticket holder, as each day passes, I start to become more and more. Uh, I guess nervous would be the word that suddenly, uh, you know, the possibility exists that Tom Brady won't be the Patriots quarterback next year. And frankly, for me, as again, speaking as a fan and a season ticket holder, it's like kind of unimaginable as the reality is starting to set in that it, on any given day, you never know what could occur. And, uh, you know, again, uh, I do believe he will ultimately end up back with the Patriots. But I can't imagine how I'll feel if he's not going to be coming back to the Patriots. Uh, Again, as a season ticket holder, it's going to be a completely different dynamic, to put it mildly. Right. You know what's going to happen within the next two or three years. So maybe it's just a little bit sooner. It's just a little bit sooner. I mean, 
that day is inevitable. So that, that year is inevitable, I guess, is the is the key phrase. But uh, he gave him a lifetime worth of thrills, and the next person that follows him, uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of a scenario. I mean, the 49ers had Joe Montana, and they had Steve Young. Right. Next up, next up. So that kind of was a, a good transition. I mean, he won the one championship, I believe, Steve Young. Correct, correct. I think so, he threw six touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I think right. he threw yeah, six sure. passes. Yeah, and Steve Young, who, you know, is very good on ESPN as a commentator, a deep thinker. Uh, but, you know, he uh, interesting career when you think back to his USFL days and with uh, the Tampa team and things like that, um, I believe. Um, yes. Or, or, I'm not sure. World Football League, maybe. It's tough to keep them all straight. Right, but, yeah. Then he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was there for a moment. Yeah, I think it was a WFL because I think it was where Jim Kelly was in Houston and Steve Young was, I think, in Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. He, uh, he, he was with the Los Angeles team, John. Oh, okay. The Express, maybe. Is that what they yeah. were called? Yeah, he was with the Express. He was at the time, I think it was the highest paid quarterback. I mean, right. according to the numbers, but it, I mean, there was some, it was kind of a different type of math, right? I mean, correct. it sounded good the way it was broadcast, you know, the way it was publicized, but I don't think it was exactly those numbers. I don't know. All right. But he no, was with, like, and then he, you know, yeah. Yeah, but he was with Tampa Bay, believe it or not, 85 and 86, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, Steve Young. Yeah, yeah, okay. Steve Young. So yeah. The, okay, sorry, I, I didn't get it quite straight, but I did have, uh, yeah. I, I thought he had some time in Tampa Bay, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting career, say the least, Hall of Fame career as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean. College football Hall of Fame, too. Right, right. Brigham Young. College, college Football Hall of Fame as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he just, you know, a football force, no doubt about it, at all of his stops. And, uh, you know, we all remember what a great runner he was and just a fascinating career, to put it mildly. And, uh, you know, just switching gears, like, you know, the one name that's being thrown around up in New England is, of course, Andy Dalton. Because uh, I believe he's a free agent. Again, a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there. Philip Rivers is sitting up there somewhere in northern Florida. Uh, a lot of chatter with the, him going to the Bucks or some other Florida team. Uh, mm-hmm. So much movement, just like it's like a bunch of horses at the starting gate of a horse race, and they're all ready to burst through. <laughs> but that first horse mm-hmm. has to take the first step, and that is Brady for sure. But there's so many other big names out there. That uh, again, when it, when the dam bursts, it's going to burst in a big way in a hurry. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. All these quarterbacks, it's going to be so much fun. It's like Monopoly, right? Everybody's moving around, and deals are going to be made, and quarterbacks with new teams. So yeah, it's always exciting to because you're always looking for that quarterback that can help your team win. Whether it's in the draft, I mean, they're discussing who would be selected first, you know, Burrow and Justin Herbert, Oregon, and Jordan Love, Utah State, Tua Tungavailoa. So, I mean, the quarterback, that's always the central figure in the amount of publicity uh, 
it's what you see in the off season. It's about the quarterbacks usually. One hundred percent, AP. It just is, and uh, you know, actually, you mentioned Joe Burrow, and and he was in the news to a certain degree, where I guess he said that he would like to see the Bengals keep AJ Green. It looks like they're going to franchise him, and uh, and you know, that was kind of. Uh, you know the 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 furthest out he's gone to indicate you know he may play indeed be drafted and happy to play for you know the Cincinnati Bengals quote his hometown team he grew up two hours from there so yeah so that was interesting there were rumors by the way of AJ Green going to the Patriots as in to make Tom Brady happy, so he signs, resigns with them. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, as in getting, you know, <laughs> reminiscent of Randy Moss coming to the Patriots in 2007. Um, right, right. But, but my point is Joe Burrow uh, apparently had an opinion on the whole thing, which would indicate uh, that, you know, the Bengals are indeed in his future, and, and we have every reason to believe that will be the case, obviously. And, uh, we talked about this last week. I cannot imagine a scenario where they wouldn't take Joe Burrow, period. Um, I think there would be a revolution if they didn't. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, he has all the qualifications. I mean, no no, uh, no quarterback is perfect. But he had a perfect season uh, with LSU in production-wise, wins-wise. I mean, all the awards. I mean, uh we may not see anything like that happen again. I agree, and I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like that happen before. Um, so it's just amazing. Uh, bottom line, something like 60 touchdowns and six picks. So that's about all you need to know right there. Of course, undefeated national <laughs> yeah. championship and Heisman Trophy didn't hurt either. So uh, you just you know, they, they, they have to take them, period. That's it. No question. Yeah, you know, raised in Ohio. Yeah, raised in Ohio. I mean, it's it's you could send the scouting department home, right? Well, like he himself said, he can go home for dinner. <laughs> um, you know, be back and be back yeah. for evening height, evening film sessions. <laughs> um, right, right, so, yeah. and before we before we end this segment, AP, you know, I saw Tua, you know, at the combine and. You know, I'm hearing, you know, he may go even number two, you know, ahead of Chase Young. That's how, to, to your point, desirable the quarterback position is. Uh, but, you know, I, for one, am glad, thrilled to see that, you know, the injury is pronounced as healed. And it looks like he's going to go very, very high in the draft, likely top five. So I just think that's great. Uh, he's so likable. I saw him, you know, talking with the media and. Yeah, I think everybody's rooting for him. I know I am. Yeah, I think, John, that uh, Tua Tungavailoa, I mean, he's someone that you could have as the face of the franchise, and that's always important for the owner. makes him and the organization feel good about the selection. The head football coach, he likes him because he's a great quarterback. His teammates will enjoy him because he's a good leader and he's likable. So there's a lot of pluses that's not – too many minuses. I mean, his his whole issue was not performance. I don't think. I don't think personally, but it's health. Right. And he endure of you know a long career in the NFL. Exactly right. Um, so we'll see who's going to take that risk. And we are at the end of our second segment together. And why don't we take our final break now? Still have a few things 
to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Boston Bruins at Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. It's uh, two of the best, if not the two best teams in hockey going head-to-head at Amelie Arena in Tampa, spending a lot of time down in the Tampa area, and the town is on fire for this one. They love their Lightning, and I'm sure there will also be a massive contingent of people from Boston trying to escape the cold. Uh, so it should be a big night in Tampa, AP, and everybody's looking forward to it down here, that's for sure. It's, uh, again, basically the two best teams in the NHL. Head-to-head, one of them, it appears, will be likely going to the NHL Finals. Yeah, that's nice that Tampa has that hockey team. It's amazing, you know, they have all the 
all the uh, snowbirds that ended up moving down to that area from the Midwest and the North, and so now they have their own hockey team, and they've been very successful. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the cool <laughs> things about big games at Emily Arena, and they don't get any bigger, tomorrow night could easily be the biggest regular season game of the year at Emily Arena, is it's just such a nice setup pregame. Everybody mills, mills about outside uh, in shorts and T-shirts, especially people who are down for the game from the north or the Midwest, whether it's Chicago, Montreal, Boston, you name it. They pour into this city just to get, you know, to see the game and to get away from the cold, if only for a night or two. And, uh, and again, you know, they have bands out in front of Emily Arena. They have a massive screen, so people who don't go in the arena can sit right outside the doors in this massive plaza and just watch the game and uh, all kinds of restaurants and everything just open right there. It's a really, really super cool atmosphere, but it's rooted in weather, shorts, and T-shirts for a hockey game. (laughs) That's what it's all about, trust me. Um, So, yeah, so AP, it it sounds like you had, uh, as always, uh, an interesting weekend and got to see one of the biggest names in sports these days uh, the other night down in NOLA, New Orleans. Yeah, we went to New Orleans to see um, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, they have uh, Colin Sexton, former University of Alabama point guard. He had a career high. He tied his uh, point total with 31. He was very efficient, I think, with 11 for 20, 6 of 10 for th- from three-point line. And he's very fast, and his shot has improved, and he's a real offensive threat. Uh, New Orleans, of course, has Zion Williamson, and he had a big ball game with 24 points. He's probably going to be Rookie of the Year. I, w- I wouldn't doubt that that will be the, the the prize that he gets at the end of the season. But uh, they beat uh, Cleveland 116-104, but he's so strong inside. He's efficient, 11 for 16. He was, John, scoring 24 points. That's pretty impressive. Very impressive. And he was the uh, number one pick of the Cavs two, three years ago, correct? Uh, 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 yeah, Colin Sexton was, yeah. Colin yes, was, Colin yeah. Zion Williamson, yeah. No, of course, yeah. Yeah, Colin was, yeah. And he's uh, very, very uh, elusive and fast, and uh, he's strong to the basket, and he is lightning quick, one of the quickest players in the league, I believe. And like I said, he is outside shot, 6 of 10 from three-point line. Very impressive. Well, seeing Zion is like, uh, you know, the person to see in perhaps all of sports these days. So that must have been cool. How is the arena? What's the the home crowd reaction to Zion? uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it was almost uh, sold out. And, you know, Cleveland has, you know, 17 and 42 or something. Maybe they were 16 and 41 at the time, whatever the record was. But, yeah, I mean, they was, was close to a sellout, not a sellout. I, I didn't double-check that. But, yeah, there are people up way, way up in the top levels uh, seated. So, yeah, and it's a good uh, vociferous crowd, and they like the Pelicans. And the Pelicans are trying to make the playoffs, you know, trying to be, become one of those top eight. So they're in contention. Indeed they are, and right. I think it's safe to say if you're selling yeah. out a game against the Cavaliers or a near sellout, uh, 
you can call that the Zion effect without doubt. And uh, yes, and it's only getting bigger. AP, uh, you know, given his game last night on the national stage uh, against LeBron, and yeah, he, he's a force of nature. Yeah, I think they have four Duke players on that team too, John. Brandon Ingram, New Orleans, I know it's on there. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, he had twenty nine points in that. I saw Brandon Ingram did. Yeah, he, he's very good. Yeah, boy, it's amazing how his game has turned around since he went to the Pelicans. I mean, he was number one, a high pick, you know, of course, was out, out with the Lakers. And he was okay, but nothing like what he's been doing down there in New Orleans. So it seems like there's a real uh, chemistry going on with he and Zion. But, you know, he, he's it's nice to see. He was a fabulous player at Duke. So it's nice to see it turning out so well for him down there in New Orleans. Uh and yeah, they're a very relevant franchise these days, to say the least. So I, I think it's great. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's not too far away from me as well. So I like to go over there and, and check out the different NBA teams and players. And like I said, they're trying to make that eighth playoff spot. But uh, yeah, New Orleans, they like their team. Yeah, well, they have a shot. No doubt about it. Um you know, they're, they, they, they lost a close one last night to the Lakers, but they're still in the hunt. Uh, a few games out of that eighth spot, the last spot, I believe. Uh, so, again, I think everybody's rooting for them, and I think it's pretty simple. Where neutral observers like myself are rooting for them because we all just want to watch more Zion, like into the postseason. It's just that simple. He's that fun to watch. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Zion Williamson, he's a big draw, and um, as they continue to build around them, you know, they could be a force down the road. No doubt about it. No doubt. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank you, as always, for calling in and offering us your unique perspective. And uh, much appreciated. Hey, John, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.